Good evening. Mm. He's showing off his Ariat bottle. Not intentionally. It was just sort of caught me off guard. I couldn't, couldn't see how the time was. It was like, oh, poo. But yeah, I'm out of COVID jail. It's amazing. Uh, it's been fun. Um, so How's I, I fresh made air? You've been good and what? isolated? Fully isolated, did great. And then on Friday, I took the day off work and made the most of the sunshine. Went down to Brighton and uh, lapped it up on the beach, as you do. Did a bit of paper watching, a couple of cheeky tinnies, and uh, li listened to a, a new album that we'll sort of get onto a little bit, which was the perfect soundtrack to the afternoon. And then went to a, a new gig venue, somewhere I'd never been before. Ventured outside of London, which is scary for a lot of people. Are we allowed yeah, to do that? that? No, it felt very weird. It kind of initially, when I got to the place, it was like, it's like, you know, like in the League of Gentlemen, where it's like, it's like, this is for local people. And it was like, I was not a local person. Um, so I was down in Hassocks, which is like two stops before Brighton on the train. Um, a really cool little pub, actually. So, you know, country pub, nice sort of family vibe, player and stuff outside. Really nice and modern looked after inside, decent beer, food truck with like Greek food outside. So I ate my body weight in halloumi and um, really nice music room at the back as well, actually. So the pub's called the Hassocks, which is right by Hassocks train station. And I went down and saw, finally saw the Sam Outlaw and Ruthie Collins tour um, at the third time of attempting it. So I weren't able to go to either the shows in London. Um, that was really good fun. It was really great. So, uh, Shine Madders, uh, who's Sam's producer, did a couple of tracks, you know, starting off. Then Ruthie did her set, and then the two of them were on stage playing as like Sam's band as like a trio, and it was really sort of nice, like kind of acoustic vibe, which Sam hasn't done over here for a long time. Um, and a re really, really sort of nice venue. Uh, we definitely recommend people kind of checking out the acoustics there are great. Um, it's the lighting wasn't ideal for anyone that's sort of taking photos or that sort of thing. And I'm I'm not normally one for a seated gig. Like I, cause I generally like to just sort of stand and sort of loiter with my arms folded back by the bar. But um, it was cool. It was sort of good vibes. And, you know, I'd say Rufy did five songs and came back on. She did a couple um, kind of in the middle of the set where it was just her as well. And then Sam was playing tracks across um all of his albums and then for their encore they sort of came and did unplugged in the crowd which is really really nice way to spend um a friday night and i guess that's the kind of thing they can do isn't it these small very intimate venues of just step off the stage yeah and go which would be so was, unique for them as well it was really weird like the, the actual room was a lot bigger than i expected to be because you sort of you know like where oh like the place up around islington I can't think what it's called. The garage. It's got like, no, no, more like Angel End of Islington. The Lex Lexington is the yep. place I'm thinking of, where it's kind of where you've got like the back room at the site, you know, kind of attached onto a pub. So it's kind of a bit like that. But like I say, really high room. You know, it just the sound in there was great. I'm not saying it's not the Lexington, but it just it just sort of it wasn't quite what I expected it to be. Like even, you know, when I'd sort of spoken to, like I only realised it was a seated gig when I was speaking to Ruthie sort of before kind of went in. Um, but yeah, definitely a place to check out. And they're really big on like their Americana stuff and, you know, get quite a lot of sort of gigs and things down there. So if you are like 
in the South Coast area, or even in London, because it's only, what, 35 minutes on the train from, like, London Bridge or, you know, Victoria going down, and there's plenty of trains going, so it's, you know, there's some cool stuff out of London, definitely, um, but you're still in a civilised neck of the woods, you're not kind of venturing up north to where the savages, like, roam free. And as you say, when it's only 40 minutes, you can justify it for an evening as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't really know, kind of, we were sort of like kind of chatting before, which implies that we have actually made sort of plans of kind of, you know, what we're doing. Um, but, you know, there's been quite a few releases this week, but in terms of actual news, really, there hasn't been kind of too much that's sort of come out in, in the world of country music. No, um, so we've got, obviously, Drake White has added a couple of dates, hasn't he, to his... Um, yeah. You know, there, yeah, there's already a couple of festival shows announced, but yeah, he's now, I'm just going to bring it up, if I can see it. There we go. Uh, so he's added dates, obviously, Millport, 20th of August, we knew he's going to be in Manchester <coughs> on the 21st, down in London on the 22nd, Bristol on the 23rd, and then back in at the Long Road on Friday 26th. So yeah, he's kind of... Filled that week quite nicely. But if you are in Scotland, yeah. there is only that one day at Millport. Yeah. I'd sort of noticed that, like, we, we sort of touched on, like, Morgan Wayne had added the second date at the garage last week. But, but it's great to see how well all of her shows have sold. It looks like both those shows have sold out already, uh, which is great that people kind of really latched onto her with what she's doing. And, yeah, not really kind of any other sort of major bits of tour news. Well. She is sold out. Talking, she's sold out. One London date, Glasgow and Manchester, all sold out. I tried. I tried to look. I tried to look at tickets for the second one, and it kind of see tickets were saying they were unavailable. So oh, it, it could well be that there's been substantial news. But yeah, the, the only other thing I was going to sort of touch on we've heard this week is Jade Halliwell, our friend, our good friend. She's launched. Um, her Kickstarter because she wants to be bringing out an EP this year and only sort of launched this week and she's doing really really well so just you know if you want to support that project which definitely will be great um it'll be really cool to get some new music from her out on the way um that's kind of sort of making kind of big waves as well and also she has a new podcast as well similar to like we have which is um her sort of like what's the GNT which is kind of her sort of chat and I'm sure that she's got um like Gary and Carl Hancock kind of joining her on hers this week. Um, and yeah, like, you know, that's kind of pretty much all we've sort of seen in the world of country music news-wise. But, you know, obviously the big music news this week or kind of towards the end of the week, the really sad news about, you know, Taylor Hawkins, uh, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, you know, and I think, you know, for both of us and for a lot of people in their late 20s to, you know, mid-40s especially, you know, the Foo's have been like, that big iconic rock band that we've all kind of grown up with and sort of seen. And you just sort of think about him as well. Like Taylor Hawkins is the drummer for basically the, the greatest, guy that drummer. Is greatest drummer of all time. So it's not an easy gig to kind of be taking. But, you know, I remember seeing the Foos playing at V, you know, kind of, you know, which is my local festival in Jumpswood. You know, just, you know, such a great rock band. It's, you know, again, it's so sad. You know, at 50, um, you know, a, a great loss to the industry. And you sort of saw, like, the reaction and 
the kind of outpouring about you know him as a person and you know him as a musician and what the kind of the music of food has meant for so many people um so that was obviously really really sort of sad news to come out this week yeah no it was definitely like i say i remember seeing him he, he was just an absolute another level on stage kind of thing and over lockdown i remember he did a couple of like tutorial type videos and even yeah. in them and he's shown like these very you know what to him were probably quite basic things it was still just yeah how effortless it was actually watching some of these some of those videos i remember watching of him that yeah. was just amazing to kind of see so yeah i think obviously who knows how the foozle yeah come back from this or when they'll come back from this it's going to be very obviously tough times ahead for them as well to work out yeah. their next steps it's just so much when you go through that back catalogue you know when you're talking about kind of you know like learn to fly and times like these and like you know everlong especially you know just kind of such iconic sort of tracks you know for so many people and like i say you know i'm sure obviously for all of his family and friends and kind of all his team and then you know dave and the rest of the band it, it's gonna it is gonna take them kind of a, a little while to kind of deal with it and i think that you know possibly one of the other really sad things about that as well is how you've sort of seen that with the whole sort of social media culture and kind of you know the way things are driven right now that obviously there's there's tox reports and things that have been lit, come to the press before kind of full details have been kind of shared which I, I don't think is right. I think there's times when, you know, people's privacy and people's family's privacy needs to kind of be respected. And, you know, I think that's one of the real sort of toxic things about, you know, the state of the world and kind of the media and things right now. But um, obviously, you know, a great loss, you know, to music and, you know, a great loss to a lot of people as well for, you know, just what he brought to the world. That's a, yeah, no, because um, it is just, like I say, yeah, not nice, not what you want to hear. Obviously, they are due over here this year as well, aren't they? The, so, obviously, we wait to see if dates like that will happen. I'm sure I've got tickets for London, the London Stadium show, I think, as well. So, yeah. As you can tell, us two listen to any music, really. Well, it just kind of always is. I think, you know, it's, although, you know, we, we, we cover country music, you know, there's, there's so much great music out there in the world and i think that you know you, you just from the like the fan perspective not just the covering it you appreciate great music and you appreciate what it kind of brings to people and that's why like you know people connect to country music it's all about the songs and the stories and you know the memories that come with it and that's the same with rock and roll you know that that which is exactly what you know those guys did and you know dave Grohl started off as you know he was a drummer for nirvana and kind of evolved when he was doing solo projects that he cut that demo where he just put Foo Fighters on which was his solo, solo stuff and they then grew to like the biggest band you know one of the biggest bands in the world but you know just songs stories memories and everything that comes with it, it's the same across all genres you know there'll be people you know people that listen to rap and hip-hop or soul or blues or kind of you know even EDM and kind of dance there's a lot of things that people take in from the music and remember from that there'll be sort of times in their lives that you know come to it so you know i think it's you know music's a powerful tool it heals like everyone said and we've seen that so much over the last two years um but yeah and i think what, one other one for me while we're on new music news is phil collins has played his last ever live show this weekend 
And yeah, just while we're on drummers and music, that is just one of those artists I can listen to anytime. Phil Collins, Genesis, I'm quite happily. Yeah, I saw the mechanics in Guildford a few times. I've seen I've seen a few people sort of posting and things, kind of you know, like that they were there at those kind of gigs and stuff. But yeah, you know, it 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 is really nice to kind of just appreciate kind of all sorts of music. And some days you want to sit down and country music's there for you, but equally, you know, there's a time and a place, and what you kind of what you need is something completely different. But on on the subject of kind of country music and things that are coming out, we have had some releases and things this week. Um, I sort of mentioned that while I was down on Brighton Seafront, that I got to kind of chill and you know fully digest uh, one album in particular. Um, I'm a huge Marion Morris fan. You know, have been you know pretty much from the first time I heard of her and started listening to her like the the day before with the time difference and how things hit onto you know, streaming platforms, my best friend in Perth, Emma, she was sort of sending me screenshots that she was listening to Humble Quest, like, before we could, and then, let's say, I had the chance to just, just go right the way through it, and, you know, for the second week in a row after Hayley Witters, we've raised um, last week, this week, we've just, just had something that's just amazing and just incredible and just so beautiful kind of all the way through, and, you know, she's obviously, she followed up Hero, with girl and this is her her third record now and it's it just sort of keeps getting better and better what you're hearing from there obviously circles around this town was kind of you know the first track of the record and um the first song that she put out which is sort of about her you know her journey about making it in, in kind of nashville but kind of just just going through that there's whatever you would dig for marin whether it would be the kind of you know that soulful kind of you know almost like church level sort of sound or it's the kind of more sort of r&b sort of flavor or the kind of slicker sounds or the rockier sounds whatever you gravitate towards you know you've got everything on that record and the way particularly you hear a lot of ryan heard in terms of like kind of the backing vocals and things and how that comes together is great you know there's there's some just absolutely gorgeous tracks on there like one in particular what would this what would the world be um you know just a piano ballad you know absolutely you know stunning and just sort of just shows her you know how amazing that voice is and then you know detours another one on there that stands out so i think you know could potentially be a single and things for her as well um and background music as well was another one that really stood out but i, I think it's a, a killer record and you've just seen what i say i mentioned Haley before but two weeks running you've had girls that have put out something that's absolutely badass and you know just really showing you know what what country music is all about right now and why it's so exciting and so you know dynamic and what people are doing and you know again like we were talking about when we were talking about like with with taylor hawkins and like the food before just things being real and i think that's what you definitely sort of hear from this record uh a lot and you know if you haven't had the chance to check it out it, it's definitely one that you can just sort of it's there for the times that you need it, which is so diverse across it. And yeah, so I was really looking forward to it. And I think always when you're really pumped about an album that kind of you don't get kind of like on advance and stuff, and you get to like wait up till midnight as a fan and be there sort of pressing it at the first time, you know, it's you just really hope it meets that expectation. And uh, for me, it really did. So I've got three summer kind of time tracks next. 
the sun's been shining. Okay, not today, but the sun had been shining. So I've kind of, it does feel like country artists kind of know that, yeah, this late March, early April time, that is their time to get their summer song out and then let it get momentum ready for those kind of May, June, July months. So first off, heading over to Canada, we have James Barker Band have come back with their new track, Wasting Whiskey. Um, this one from Jake Owen I really like called Up There Down Here. Very catchy song. Will definitely like live. Yeah. Obviously, he's never been here, so chance of seeing it live over here is still slim to none, probably. But I think, obviously, yeah, over in North America, that one will go down quite well. And then final one for me was the new Dylan Scott song, Living My Best Life. Again, another very catchy, very summertime, vibe-heavy kind of track. And that is going to be the first release of from his upcoming album, which he also announced at the same time of the same name, Living My Best Life, that is coming out on the 5th of August. So he's definitely going to, I think, hopefully that does set this kind of feel-good tone and feel-good vibe for the album. Because I think he's yeah. started on quite a high with this one. So I'm looking forward to kind of what's coming from the rest of the tracks, which should be quite cool. I'm just yeah. going to bring up... He, he Dylan Scott's defi definitely somebody that I think that I really hope's going to make a kind of push to come over here kind of now. Obviously, we've sort of seen that he's got like a publicist in the UK. And I remember seeing him in 20, I want to say 2019. Like, yeah. Like, you lose track of years when stuff was. So when I was last over in Nashville at CMA Fest, and he'd opened up the riverfront stage on what so we braved it so if you've ever been to see my fashion national riverfront stage is like you know it's kind of it's on par with satan's jockstrap really about how hot it is down there because you have no shade it's absolutely baking and you realize how mad some of these americans are that they're starting drinking at like 10 o'clock in the morning it's like how do you do it it's going to get to like 40 degrees out here where you've got no shade um, and most of them aren't putting sun cream on and it's like you're going to just fry um, but yeah so we were kind of there and I remember because like Maddie and Tay were playing that morning as well and I think they were on straight after so we got down I didn't really know a huge amount about Dylan at the time um, but um, he was really cool brings a really great show and you kind of look at the stuff he's put out over the last couple of years you know he's got a really solid and then songwriting wise he's done so 16 tracks on the album of which he's actually written eight of them. And looking through the list of songwriters, it's pretty, a pretty, some pretty impressive names. We've got Hardy, Hunter Phelps, Morgan Wallen. Um, the track Living My Best Life was written by Tyler Hubbard, Brian Kelly, and Thomas Rhett. It's not a bad duo to have involved. So it's, yeah, yeah I think there's definitely going to be quite a lot of exciting songs. And I think this could be, yeah, let's say, the next one to really start to push him yeah onto that headliner stage and making waves this side as well because i think he's probably one of those who is probably a bit under the radar right now over mm. here so i think this could be that one that sees him kind of break through like we've seen with so many yeah this side i i think i may have had a brief moment of technical difficulty during the um was what, i talking to what, myself well i don't know because i was talking and i kind of had like wheels of death Kind of appearing but what it probably is is like if one of my housemates was like loitering and like not making any effort to get away standing right in front of the router it's like virgin just i don't know doesn't like me so 
but yeah, so that's kind of new music stuff. Um, and yeah, we we put a load of content and things out so on the site. Pretty much all of our CPC in pieces are now online. Um, yep. So we had the Tabor interview with Tabor Bay, Tierra Kennedy, uh, Lacey Tate Booth. Um, I think the Clifford Clark came out this week as well. Yep. Um, also, we had um, my chat with Sam Outlaw ahead of the tour. Uh, that's kind of there. And I know the first part of uh, my review is on. The second part uh, says get in a lot. Get um, in. Get in. Um, so obviously making reference to our new favourite Australian duo, Seaforth, who were definitely big favourites for a lot of people here during CTC. Um, so yeah, so that'll be kind of sort of coming with all my thoughts on sort of artists and the thoughts of the festival, you know, outside the main arena itself. Um, and we, you have done one this week, haven't you? We've, so we've, we've spoken with a Canadian artist this week. We're going to hold off until the release of her new single. So that's a song by Sycamore, which again is probably a name not too familiar in these yeah, parts. Yeah, she's, she, she's definitely someone, she's going like, gonna to be coming into kind of release cycle kind of through April. Uh, and there's going to be kind of plenty of new music and stuff on the way from her. But she's definitely an artist a lot of people like. Very different what she does. Uh, I think I sort of talked a lot with her about how there's there's definitely kind of like almost like Dua Lipa and like Lana Del Rey type vibes uh, from her, uh, but kind of in a country sort of standpoint. Uh, and she's, she's great fun. I think people really kind of like what she does and her sounds really up-tempo and really cool. So big on that. And like, so that will kind of, that'll be a piece that will sort of come in a couple of weeks or so. But also I spoke to Rumour uh, this week, which again was a really cool chance to catch up with her. She's going to be playing at the Long Road Festival um, later this summer and also has a new record on the way, uh, which is the second instalment of her B-sides and rarities that she kind of first put out. I think it was about seven years ago, actually, she put the first part of that out. She obviously put albums out in between, but we had a really cool chat this week to talk about that and to talk about her moving back to the UK and, you know, getting out to play some songs again. So we've got plenty on the horizon to come. Yeah. Always busy. Or trying to look busy. That's the way to do it, isn't it? Definitely. Exactly. Well, but, yeah. we've done well. Look, I even had my TV off tonight, so I haven't been distracted by anything. There is no shouting at goals or anything. The Grand Prix's finished. I, I did. I did. I've, said, on tonight. I've done well. I said to you before, like, I genuinely had to sort of work out, like, had the clock changed like today and also had my phone updated because like I'd sort of text mum and it's like it's like is it really half past seven and it's still light outside and mum's like yeah the light you know it, the clocks have changed today it's like oh, okay cool and I completely sort of forgot because I think that's the thing it's like once you've you know once you've sort of got over like being sort of housebound kind of through Covid and sort of in jail for that and then go back out into the world very suddenly it's like, you know, for two days running, you sort of get to like, oh, Poe, like, you know, your body's like, what is all this? It's like, you need to order me pizza and just lie in bed all day because I'm tired. But we now have nice light evenings. That's the main it thing is. for this week. Yeah, Cannot wait. it is indeed. Yeah. Well, TTFM, that's half an hour. And see you all next week. See you next week.